Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup Book Series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Good morning. I am feeling so great today. I've been out of town. I just came home. I'm a single lady. So, you know, I'm all about my welcoming my pet and giving her love and telling how much I love her and happy to be home with her. So that's kind of how I've entered this day, just loving that I am blessed with my pet. Um, You know, they add so much value to our lives and keep us connected with that inner part of us that loves to love. And that is an important part of the second wind that we get. You know, many times when we go through changes in our lives, we feel isolated or maybe isolated from those feelings of love and warmth. And I'm particularly thinking of women that go through a divorce or perhaps lose a loved one. And so if we have that animal that's in our lives, we can still keep those feelings going that are so important to keeping us. I kind of like us keep us soft and flexible with everyday life. There are other changes that that having an animal can help you through. Certainly if you're going through the frustrating time of losing a job, creating a new life, uh, taking care of parents, just they just give you that moment to settle down and kind of take a re another look at your life and the gifts that you do have. So when we talk about rebuilding you might want to think about having an animal if you don't have one in your life already. My guest today is a fascinating woman in that she has gone through the different stages of rebuilding her life. And she is an author of two books. And one is just coming out. And I just loved reading her first one and sharing her life with us. So... She is an animal communicator, and her name is Joan Ranquit. Joan, welcome. We are delighted that you are here with us. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, so, I'm so excited to be home, Joan, <laughs> and know that we can talk about this subject because it's very, very dear to me, and I feel very uh, connected to my animal today. So... An animal communicator. Tell oh, tell us what that is, or which I'll let you pick as we get comfy and start listening to our conversations today. Would you like to talk about yourself, how you came to be an animal communicator? Um, sure. Should I explain what it is, what I do? Yes. Okay. Um, so actually, I always say that I am not that special, but um, I that anybody can do this. But um, my the form of animal communication that I do is called telepathy. So it's the transference of pictures, words, and feelings. And mm-hmm. I love the way that you introduced that because you know it's like reminding us to come back to that big state of love, and and our animals bring that to our lives and. Um, so love would be one of the feelings that would be transferred um, in the pictures, words, and feelings. But 
um, sometimes it's not always love that gets transferred, <laughs> and then <laughs> people get confused as to why the behavior starts happening, and um, and then that's mm. when I come in. So I come in and find out what's going on with um, your dog, cat, or horse, and especially if there's been a behavior change. And one of the biggest things when you are going through, you know, a second wind or a second, a whole new thing, um, mm-hmm. they really, really pick up on our pictures, words, and feelings. And sometimes that can be a really wonderful and nurturing thing, but uh, we forget that unless we're kind of letting them know what's going on, um, that can also be a big stress or a uh, form of confusion, you know, a time of confusion for them. Yeah, yeah, particularly if there's a change in the household, um, yeah. such as, an, you know, somebody has died and so they're no longer there and we're expressing our emotions, I can see that that would be very confusing to a dog or to a cat, any animal might, that be might be in the too. home. Yes, yeah. they would. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, now, I found it. I loved reading your book. I loved well, reading you. about your life. But you have really always loved animals. It's been a very important part of your life. Yeah, I um, actually, I won my first horse when I was seven. And I knew that day <laughs> I was going to win the horse. There was a big raffle and it was like, I kept telling my mom, I've won the horse. And my mom was like, oh, Joan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess I was always a big dreamer. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, that that's, I got started that way and dogs and yeah. all sorts of things. So, But you're not partial to, or you're not partial to any animal. You just love them all. It sounds. Yeah, I have a, a house full of dogs, cats, and a barn full of horses. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know and you I've are talking. <laughs> You're talking to horse country here, but we all love in Texas. But we all love all animals as well. So, horses, dogs, cats, chickens. <laughs> we love it all. Yeah, I'd love to get some chickens. Actually, they're so fun. Now, but where did you start communicating, actually get established as a animal communicator? Well, I'd had, um, you know, you talk about a second wind. My first wind was, uh, um, mm-hmm. I was, I have a degree in theater and I lived in New York and L.A. and I, um, I was a and I was a screenwriter, and so I had um, a number of things happen. That mm-hmm. um, I had a horse that was my soulmate horse that um, gave birth to my to a foal, and the night that she gave birth, mm-hmm. she colicked. So I had um, an orphan colt on my hands, mm-hmm. and. I didn't lose her that night, but I lost her within a couple of months. But I could never put her and the orphan colt back together because, you know, she'd been so sick that mm-hmm. all the milk had dried up and everything. Anyway, so I was raising an orphan colt and taking care of this mare at the going to ICU every day and making sure she was okay. And I was, um, you know, I, I basically lived in a stall for that time. Yes. And in the next two months, I I lost the mare, but I mm-hmm. in raising this orphan colt, I was um, just completely living with a living with a mm-hmm. little baby horse, and mm-hmm. you know it's an amazing time to do something like that. It's you know as tragic as it is, it's it's also just inspiring and. Um, I I learned a lot from that experience um, and was very, very, very connected to him. And then from there, I had another, I was given a horse that, um, so that I could still be riding. And that horse had all sorts of lamenesses, you know, she had a mystery illness. So I had, for fun, I had used an animal communicator, but I, 
the vets were running out of ideas as to what was going on, and so I, I thought, well, I'll use an animal communicator, and I was looking for the animal communicator's phone number that we had um, all used at, mm-hmm. at my barn, and mm-hmm. I couldn't find it, but I did discover that same day that there was a class. And so I ended up going to the class, and I was really good at it, and I, I surprised myself. So I was, at first I was just taking classes for fun. I had no intention of doing this or being an animal communicator. And um, I don't know, you start telling people in Los Angeles back then that you were doing this. I, it was like lighting hay on fire. I was, um, you know, all of a sudden everybody wanted me to talk to their dog or their cat or their horse. So mm-hmm. it really kind of accidentally started, and then, of all things, I had a project that was about to go, and the the funding on the project completely fell apart, and literally the next day, I was just, you know, wrecked, and the next mm-hmm. day, um, the, I had interviewed by this, uh, this journalist had interviewed me. Uh, but the story came out in the L.A. Times, and that was it. It was, I was, I don't, that was in about 96 or 97, and right. it was pretty popular after that. So then that, you were established as an animal communicator by that, right? Yeah, that it. That story really, every, my phone did not stop ringing. It, it and really kind of hasn't stopped since, but, um, yeah. yeah, it was. It became pretty crazy. I, I actually it was funny because I had um, someone had called me and said that there was an article in the paper. I was up early because I always get up early to work out or whatever, and I was out working out. And uh, so I went down the street to get the newspaper, and I saw, you know, I found the article and I I bought a couple copies of it, and I thought, well, that's weird. I didn't um, I didn't hear any, you know. My phone, nobody else called me. And uh, when I came home, the ringer had been off. Oh, and dear. I had uh, I had 68 messages. Oh, <laughs> I love a support and, team. We are going to take a about, short... We're going to take a short break was, here, too. You know. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the Woohoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love, a great family life, or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. 
Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. We are talking today with Joan Ranquit, who is an animal communicator. And Joan, you know, I many times I my dog's name is Moo uh, because she used to look like a cow. She's a blue healer, and so mm-hmm. she got the name Moo because cows moo. There you go. There's the connection. But many times I look at my dog and I say, "Oh, I'd really like to know what you're thinking." When she looks at me and she's tilting her head and it's like she's wanting to say something. So I could see that example of wanting to communicate with your dog or but what are some other examples for people like me who have never thought of using you? I, I was excited when I found out eight months ago you existed. We met in a, mm. a workshop together. So would you give us some examples of how you worked with or why you were called in or uh, what the situation was? Yeah, I would love to. Um, you know, just the other day, this is a... a a typical, well, today, one of the sessions that I have um, is I know that the people, you know, their dog has been aging and they have to make, you know, some decisions about the final care. Yeah. And so that's certainly a way that people use me a lot. Um, yes. Another way that people use me, so the other day, this woman called because she had adopted a cat and she felt like the cat that she was trying really, really hard to connect with the cat and that um, the cat was just still very shy and skittish. And so Mm -hmm. I had um, connected with the cat and and the woman had told me that she had lost her beloved cat right before she adopted this cat. And so the, the sense I had from the household was that you know, when I connected with the cat, I got a sense that the cat had really loved somebody and had been, you know, experiencing a loss herself. So the cat was um, experiencing a great deal of grief and then walked into this household that was full of grief. And, and I, you know, I had to very gently say that to the woman and the woman said, oh yeah, I had just lost my husband. And so the woman didn't realize how what an impact that was. The cat just thought this is a normal state of being and kind of just established the pattern of who she was within the realm of that, you know, that kind of epic episode. So mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting because I got a, an email from the woman just a few days ago saying, um, thank you so much. I never realized how much my feelings really impacted you know, the beginning with this cat, and because mm-hmm. I, I, I said, you know, it's there's got to be some other things and ways that you and the cat can experience joy, and so, you know, we, we kind of came up with some ideas, and I have lots of ideas in the first book, Communication mm-hmm. with All Life. Um, yes. And mm-hmm. so she, anyway, she's, she said that things have really, really improved between her and the cat, and that the cat's sleeping on the bed now, and, you know, so... It's just the little things sometimes that we don't realize make such a big impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that we are connected on another level, I think, is sometimes surprising for us. They, mm-hmm. You know, if you think, oh, they're an animal and I'm a human, so we can't communicate. But we do. We send signals or messages through energy, Correct. Yeah. You know, when you think about, and and this is how I I like to explain it these days, if you think of an animal in the wild, they've Mm -hmm. got their whole, you know, they've got a very quick ability to go into fight or flight. They've got, you know, super awareness, and um, their awareness 
their survival depends on their awareness. And so when you've got an animal that's out in the wild, they're probably in some sort of a pack or a herd or a, um, you know, a cat pride or colony. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be someone that's going to be a little bit more the leader and Mm -hmm. you're going to have a bunch that are going to be very maternal. And there's going to be some that are going to be, you know, kind of, watching out. Everybody has a little job, and that's one thing that doesn't happen in households. And the other thing is is that they're tracking the leader. It's like, you know, a horse could have one ear or one eye on the leader and have another ear elsewhere. But uh, even a dog, you know, it's like the dog will be asleep, but the minute you move, the dog is like up and what are we doing, what are we doing? So they're Mm -hmm. always tracking us as if we're the leader, and when we're not that leader, then that's when things kind of fall apart. But the other thing is our emotions. I always talk about people taking emotional leadership because I'm not saying that you can't grieve or you can't do um, have your feelings about things, but look at the impact, say, on that little kitty that came in finally to its forever home, and the woman was like, I keep telling the cat it's here at its forever home, and I don't understand why she doesn't connect with me. Well, she was connecting with her. She just was connecting with her in, at that sense, you know, at that, ex, you know, extreme grief. Um, yeah. And being careful of her and, you know, not being able to connect up with her. So, so you know, when we have, so it's important for us to really look at being a leader with our emotions. It's like we still feel, we still process, but we also are that person that our animals are depending on and and so it, it's uh, not like we can we can't afford to wallow in stuff uh, we can only have uh, we have to put a limit on the pity party because yeah. there's some little well, beings in the household that are looking up to us so the communication with our animals is more toward through emotions uh which I would call the energy that passes between us, but emotions and visions, are you saying they, that is well, another communication you know, I like way? to give this example. We are all, um, we think in pictures, whether we know it or not. And so if I were to say to you the word, you know, coffee cup or ocean waves, you probably just saw a picture right now, right? Yes, of course, yeah. Coffee, did you see a picture of uh, ocean, an ocean wave? I saw, <clears throat> yes, an ocean wave, yeah. Okay, and if I were to say to you, like, space needle, we, we, we always see pictures, it's like a fleeting quick picture. And so mm-hmm. when we're thinking in pictures, our animals are actually tracking that. I mean, they're not tracking our every thought. But mm-hmm. if, let's say, for example... You have a dog that goes outside and digs, and it drives you crazy. So Mm -hmm. every time you start to obsess about the idea that, oh, I want to put the dog out in the yard, but I would hate it if it started digging again because it always goes out and digs. Every time I put the dog in the yard, it digs and digs and digs. And our mind, we we get into mental loops, especially about a bad behavior, and we're accidentally sending pictures over and over and over again of the dog digging. So the dog isn't saying, oh, she doesn't want me to dig. The dog is looking at at me thinking, wow, she she keeps thinking (laughs) about digging. I should go out and dig. So, you know, they do pick up on our pictures and our feelings, you know, are kind of what trigger them to go, oh, boy, she's in a bad mood. Or, oh, look, she's in a really happy mood. I'm going to go sit with her. You know, and sometimes it's, oh, she's in a bad mood, I'm going to go take care of her. But, you know, they're, they're tracking us and then picking up on the pictures, words, and feelings. Um, I remember the story that you gave us in the book about the um, the horse and the adjustment that needed to be made on the horse. And he kept, did he kept keep bucking you off? I can't, I'm trying to remember that. Well, it was a guy that had a horse that um, that just was like his soulmate, and he was someone mm-hmm. that would go out yeah. um, on the trail. 
like, you know, for long trail rides, and it was just his life. And then he couldn't even, the horse was bucking him off, and he couldn't even get a saddle on um, finally. And so he thought it was a behavioral thing, and his feelings were really hurt, and he was so mad at the horse. And I finally said, you know, when I did the session, I was like, this isn't a horse who's bucking you off. This is a horse that loves you more than anything in the world. But this saddle is just not even working. And um, and the, the horse needs a chiropractic adjustment. So the horse got a chiropractor, and I think they changed the saddle. And it, I, last I heard, he was riding twice a day out in the mountains again. So he, they were back to being who, who they were in the world. Yeah. Now, do you usually need to be there to see the animal, or, or can you do this from your location? No. Or Most of my work is um, three or four days a week is on the phone, so people email me a picture of their animal, uh-huh. and I connect with the animal through the picture, and then um, the... Uh, um, people call me on the phone for the appointment, and I never really get out of my workout clothes or my riding clothes on those days. So I get to—I could work in my pajamas even. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that you're in your riding clothes <laughs> because I could vision that in the riding clothes. I had some sort yeah. of idea of what those were, <laughs> so, and it mm-hmm. seems so appropriate for you with your love of horses. So when we come back, did you get my pictures, Joan, that I sent you? Uh, I think so. I'm going to find it right now. Yesterday when we were talking, um, I asked Joan if she would be willing to read Move for me. So when we come back from our short break, uh, Joan will be reading Move for me, which will be, I'm so excited. I've, I've, always wondered what was going on with this precious animal of mine. But it's always so interesting to uh, know that there are really other ways of communicating and we are limiting ourselves. So we're going to take a break and we'll be back with Joan. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Are you ready to start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woo-hoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are listening today and having a great time with Joan Ranquit, an animal communicator. So, Joan, we had kind of left it that when we'd come back, we would uh, you would commu- communicate or get a reading on on Moo, my dog, who is a blue healer, seven years old. So, uh, and just the most precious dog I. I have. <laughs> it's the only one I have at this time. So, um, is this a good time for that? Sure. Um, and how old is Moo? Seven years old. And how long have you had Moo? Seven years. 
and um, is uh, anyone else in the household right now? Yes, I have a um, a friend here. It feels like um, one thing that Moo is is not uh, anyone's fool. <laughs> Moo certainly knows better than anybody what's going on in your household. That is for sure. Um, <laughs> is Moo pretty uh, interested in almost everything you do? Oh, yes. She's constantly with me. She's one of those that follows you from room to room and and stays by my side. Yeah. And it feels like she's very, 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 um, I don't know, it seems like the, as much as she's on top of it and could, you know, probably run a small country, that she's also got a very nurturing and sweet side and is really happy, happy, happy to have you home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then the other thing I wondered about was, uh, did... Um, does Moo have anything funny? Did she have anything funny on her right shoulder? Uh, not that I have noticed. Okay. Um, she didn't come down off the bed funny one night or... Uh, um, yeah, she did. Uh, Oops, are you there? You know, in the past. She did in the past, but um, she hasn't recently... Well, I, Joan. Yes. I do remember that in the past she jumped off of the bed and limped around for a few days, but or a day, but uh, that was I would say maybe months ago. And that's just what I mean. It's not a bad idea to always um, maybe massage that area just because. Okay. Uh, um, just so that it doesn't become a sore spot later on. Um, mm -hmm. But it seems mm -hmm. like she is certainly um, very entertaining and keeps your household going. Um, and my sense is that she's uh, she can be a little bit, um, I don't want to use the word stubborn, but she can, it might take a little bit, she might think she knows better than you on a few things. Well, she's, yeah, she's a great card dog, watchdog, and refuses yeah. to listen to me <laughs> when I say stop. <laughs> I, was, I was being polite. <laughs> <laughs> she's very headstrong in that area, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she's, um, yeah, I'm sure there's times, my sense is, is that she was very easy to train in the beginning, and then she's like, I got it covered. And then <laughs> from there, it's been a little bit hmm. more of a challenge for her to listen to you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and you, I mean, boy, is she devoted to you. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and do you have... Did you have a, um, um, you have, uh, adult children, did, did somebody, did one of them live at home for a while? No. Not since I, well, my daughter did, uh, when I first got moved, because it's from her litter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just seems like she really loves your kids, um. And it and it feels like, uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways that Moo is a lot like you, but I imagine you recognize, does your daughter listen to you? No. <laughs> yeah. No. She's very similar. <laughs> you probably feel like you have your, your daughter all over again with Moo. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, it just seems like she's really, 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 really loves gives you a real sense of family in a way that probably didn't um, just fills the household. Mm -hmm. Especially with her, you know, that there's, she's not lacking in personality. And um, 
and it feels like she has a lot of um, places that she loves in your house, loves to look out the window, loves to see what's going on, and um, just it feels like your house is really, for her, um, very uh, cozy, like there's some real places where she just feels really, really good, even if it's, you know, even if she can see that you're not having the best day or you've got mm. a lot on your mind, she's got lots of little places of comfort around your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, she pretty real has the run of the place, so there you go. Yeah, and that's <laughs> what it feels like. It's like one minute I'm over here and the next minute I'm over there. Yes. I'm going to look out this window. I'm going to be comfortable over here. She likes her comfort, I guess I could say. Right. She wouldn't be your typical um, dog on the farm because I think that, you know, the house with, or the, the, the nice big chair with the throw is far better. Yes. She believes, like me, in comforts. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she seems very cute. Do you have any questions for her? Well, oh, we only have about thirty minutes, and I'm going to have uh, thirty seconds, and we're going to go to break. So, uh, is it possible to interrupt this? Yeah, of course. Okay, we'll come back with a question. I do have a question for her. Um, okay. So. We will be back shortly with more of Joe Randquist in Communicating with Animals. My favorite. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions? in both their business and personal lives. Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Do you ever feel like you're the invisible woman? Too polite to be political, too nice to be real, tame even though you really want to be unleashed? Like you're living in a fairy tale without the happy ending. Well, Cinderella has left the ball, and it's time to wake up and break up with our own self-imposed glass slippers and ceilings. Welcome to Le Chic Speak, the polite woman's guide to self-expression, with your host, Jen Duchenne. Le Chic Speak is the WooHoo Radio Network's resident radio show dedicated to helping women turn on their power and turn up the volume of their voices so you can be seen, heard, appreciated, and celebrated. Join us on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time for your weekly dose of Le Chic Speak with your host, Jen Duchenne, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is Coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome. Joan and I have been talking about my dog, Moo, and she has been interpreting and reading Moo. And so we left with my wanting to ask a question, or she offered me the opportunity to ask a question. Moo is having some eye difficulties and I'm trying to decide what to do about this. I mean, she's got the um, um, cataracts. And I'm really wondering how much she can see. Is that something you can determine? Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if I should do the surgery. Um, 
I, it's a big question for me. I don't know. It was so much of communicating with her other than to, can she see it all now is her question. Um, I do feel like she can see. I think it's more shadows. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like there's uh, an, a more uh, straight ahead on the right eye and on the left eye. It seems like there's, I don't know if the cataracts are on the top, but it just seems like there's something um, on the, um, just seems like it's, there's almost more kind of uh, ca- coming in from the left eye. I mean, uh, on top. It just seems like it's yeah. darker on top. Um, yeah. So... When you put an animal through a surgery like this, is it good to communicate with them before or? Yeah, I think I would just say, you know, we're going to go to the vet and we're going to be, you know, they're going to put, you know, to say you're going to have a little surgery, you're going to go to sleep, and they're going to work on your eyes and you might be a little sore for a couple of days, but Mm -hmm. you'll be able to see better. Mm-hmm. You know, I always, um, like anything else, like the whole law of attraction thing, it's it's always about focusing on the behavior you want, right, or the thing yes. you want. So if the right. outcome is that you want her to, that it's going to be so much better for her, I would just keep the feelings of, like, this is going to be great afterwards and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So when would, when would you be doing the surgery? At the end of the month is when I go to the doctor to determine about the eyes, whether it's doable or not. So, so that is definitely on our future. But thank you, Joan, very much for doing that. That was, that was very, I felt, I feel very good to have had that com- connection with Moo uh, because she's so important in my life. Uh, she's a great, I mean, she's just an unbelievable little great being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when, when you were, I was, there was an article that you had given as a free sign-up for people, and it was about calming your pets. Um, I want to watch here because I want people, before you talk about that I would like for you to share with us how people can get in contact with you read more about you learn a little bit more about Joan and your work so what what would be those locations um, I have a website and it's www.joanranquet um, dot com, joanranquette.com, and um, my book, Communication with All Life, Revelations of an Animal Communicator, can be found on Amazon. It's in, you know, some bookstores. It's, uh, you can also get it at Hay House. And, um, and then my new book will be out next year called Energy Healing for Animals. And but you wrote the first book. Why did you write the first book? And then this, there are some things in that first book about a healing, but you felt it needed to go a little bit deeper or more in depth. Well, the first book is more about, yeah, it's, I, I mentioned energy healing in there. Um, but it's funny because I really think in a lot of ways, it's all energy. It's, all like if I come to, if I walk in the door in a bad mood, my energy mm-hmm. is, my mood and my mm-hmm. energy is determining how the household's going to go. And so um, the, the communication can be in the form of energy. So with the Energy Healing for Animals, a lot of that book, uh, I talk a lot about um, all the different, the first part of the book is about energy itself. And then it's about animals' behaviors. And then the second part of the book is about every single modality and um, um, energy technology. Because what I've found is 
something like even you could try doing a little bit of the, I mean, I know there's a, a product out there called Eyebrite. I don't know if you've tried any of those things. You could look at like the cleaning out the liver with the milk thistle and things like that. There are things that, oh. like in Chinese medicine, I mean, it would be worth looking into a holistic vet um, to see if any sort of holistic measures would would help. There might be some Chinese mm-hmm. herbs that could help with the cataract. So mm-hmm. the second part of the book talks about um, all the different modalities, and then at the end of the book I put it together. So if you look oh, at something wonderful. like that guy, that, yeah, that guy whose horse was bucking, you know, it was just a chiropractor that fixed it. But people mm-hmm. don't realize how many simple fixes are out there. So the new book is more about it's, about communication, but it's also really, really, really about um, looking at all the different possibilities for helping our animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I did use a uh, holistic doctor, but I do believe this is progressing a little bit faster. So, the consultation is what I'm going for at the end of the month. So, decisions yeah, will be made. You know, and then- I mean, I love to look at holistic healing, but mm-hmm. I also am so, you know, I, I really believe um, that we have Western medicine for a reason, and when, when it's good, it's great, you mm-hmm. know, things like surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now, the, the, your new book is going to be out in the early part of 2015? Or this yes. year? Well, I'm just waiting to find out, but I, I imagine probably um, 2015. Okay. So, as an animal communicator, I know you get you do workshops and you do other training. Um, other than you can, people can contact you to have readings by sending a picture to you just as I did with Moo but don't you have uh, workshops that you do as well I do I teach all over the country so I'm uh, I teach actually I teach animal communication in little uh, workshops uh, even teleseminars and I always crack up that I can put you know, 35 people on the phone, and in an hour they've talked to my dog. Complete strangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, uh, so that's always fun for me. And then the uh, other thing I can I do is I teach weekend workshops. Like I just had a big weekend workshop here at my house. And then I, I, I teach all over the country. So I'll be in um, uh, Florida in less than a, in a week and a half. I'll be teaching in Boynton Beach. And then mm. in, um, I'll be teaching in L.A., in Laguna Hills in May. Um, in April, I'll be teaching in Denver. I'll be teaching here again. And then beginning in May, I'll be teaching in North Carolina. And then I take people on trips. So I'll be teaching animal communication on a dolphin trip in the Bahamas in June. And then um, I'm taking people on a photo and communication safari in Kenya in August. <gasps> Joan, I like that. Gee, yeah, do you have... I might have to come. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. Excuse me. Now, you don't do anything in the middle of the United States. <laughs> um, just Denver. I would love... I'm actually going to be talking to someone about coming to Santa Fe, and I would love to teach... I'll come to Texas. Just need to find some people that want to do it. Yes. Well, Santa Fe would be a good community as well. There's several um, horse people there, and of course, animal other animals as well. But uh, yeah, but we'll have to get you to Texas, of course. <laughs> I would love that. Now there was, as I referred to earlier, there was this calming of your pets. And we only have two minutes, so is that on your website in some some place that people can see that, or you offered that in one interview that you did? 
I offered it more in an interview, but, you know, that's giving me an idea that I I have a lot of tips in my new book, and maybe I'll do a little, um, do another little one. I mean, yeah, that would be, I would love to do that. Well, one I was thing just that, thinking. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, is, you know, always stroking the ears really helps um, for calming. Ah. The, yeah. Well, it's fascinating. I know your life is just so fascinating, communicating. Sometimes you might even prefer communicating with animals versus humans. <laughs> it seems like a lot of the same communication techniques can be used for both. Yeah. And we don't even it's realize true. that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just so appreciate that you took your time to be with us this morning. Uh, it was wonderful having you here as a guest. Thank so, you. It was very fun to be on with you. <laughs> thank you, and thank you for reading my moo. So, friends, I hope that you will realize that there are many ways we can communicate with our animals. And Joan is a person that can help you do that. So communicate with Joan at joanranquit dot com and go to my website and you will see our the uh, second win with Joyce Buford and I'll post that information for you. So until we talk next week, I hope that your week is full of joy and happiness, that you love your animals a little bit more tonight, and you communicate with them just as Joan has told us how to do, rubbing them and giving them visuals. Thank you for dropping by today. It was great fun. Till next week. Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest. Second Wind.